You're listening to the Epic Event Podcast with B. Carroll Events founder and CEO, Bree Carroll. A show that breaks down how strategic experiences with purpose, impact, and community help you hit your business goals. Now, here she is, Bree. Hello and welcome to the Epic Event Podcast. This is your host, Bree Carroll, CEO and founder of B Carroll Events. And I'm excited because it is an epic Q&A day. So if you are new to the podcast, welcome. If you are a returning listener, thank you for joining us again on these episodes. We dive into your most pressing questions that have been shared If you maybe want to submit a question for an epic Q&A, it is not too late. Look at the link in the show notes. You'll be invited to fill out a quick form. You'll drop your question there and we will shout you out right here on a Q&A episode. So for my new listeners, EPIC simply stands for Experiences with Purpose, Impact, and Community. And on these Q&A episodes, we absolutely highlight that as well. I'm really excited about this question that comes from Miss Carmen. She is one of my biz besties. And I love this question as we dive into um, contract negotiation. So her question is, what are your top tips Um, around contract negotiation and she asks about any resources as well now listen we love this topic of contract negotiation for those who may not know me I have a background in um, civil engineering and I worked for the air force for over 11 years and as I was going through my career contract negotiation was one of the trainings that we were required to take as I was negotiating a lot of infrastructure renovation type of contracts Um, and this really has served me well as I transitioned over to this event strategist position so that I can utilize this skill set to help others navigate the conversations around um, these agreements. And I think one of the first things that I will say for anyone who is in a situation where maybe they've never negotiated a contract before is that you want to approach the conversation from a power of position. And the reason why I say that is you need to feel like you are at equal footing with the person that is sitting across the table from you across um, the email chat or the video screen, whatever that looks like, um, because it will definitely make you um, come to the agreement table with a different posture. And and in the training that we normally do as it relates to contract negotiation, you want to think of it as a round table, right? There's no head to the table. You are at an equal position at the table. And we want to ensure that this agreement is something that is mutually beneficial, right? So one of the things that I like to say to kind of get your mind right as you're going into the con to the uh, contract negotiation room is to maybe hold a thought in your mind of why they are fortunate to host your event at their venue, let's say if it's a venue, or why is this opportunity mutually beneficial? mutually beneficial for you and this vendor, right? What are the benefits that they are going to get out of it? And a lot of times you can kind of think of these things off the top of your head, whether it be the amount of money that you will be paying them. Maybe it's the them being linked with the type of event that you're doing, the impact that they will experience even in the room because they are at your events. 
um, the attention that will come to their business or their venue because you hosted it there. Like there are several benefits and I want you to not approach the conversation from a, I am just grateful for whatever I get. No, you are an equal member. You are on equal footing. And um, this conversation should be just that. It shouldn't just be them one-sidedly telling you what they will allow and you just saying, okay, but it is a back and forth conversation that I hope with this mindset shift, you can feel a little bit more comfortable with. The second part that I would say, is to let you know um, what is how how is it? It's a it's a sports analogy. You miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. Right, the same way works when it comes with ne- contract negotiation. You are turned down for a hundred percent of the things that you don't ask for. Right, and I I kind of like to take this. Um, take this approach, which used to be my model as I worked for the government, which is tell me no, right? These are professionals that you should be talking to, right? And doing business with. And you always want to um, approach them as a professional. But if you don't ask for the things that you need, then they will never offer it. Or I shouldn't say never. It is highly unlikely that they will just offer a lot of these things to you um, without you asking. And I think it's, it's important for you to also share your, your why behind some of the ask. So one of the things that I absolutely loved that we did with, um, a past client of mine, Rachel Luna, as we were negotiating her contract for her venue, we were very, um, strategic about sharing that she cared a lot about the guest's experience, that it was very important to her. So that is why we were asking um, for certain things to be waived, like parking or in-room internet or resort fees, which typically they do not waive resort fees, but we still asked. Um, so the, these are the type of things that we, we wanted them to understand why we were asking for these things because it gives them the space to come back and counter and say, ah, you care about what your guests out of pocket costs are going to be great. Here are some other things that we can do. And I think that's a great way to kind of open the door of conversation and allow them to give you some things that helps you meet that goal, maybe in a way that you weren't originally thinking. So definitely don't be afraid to ask. If you do not ask, the answer will always be no. Another thing to think about as you are negotiating contracts is to focus on those areas that will impact your bottom line. Some people can get hung up on negotiating like really, really small stuff. And that is not a fruitful conversation. Like that's not going to get you very far. Like if you're negotiating about like, I don't know, getting a certain linen color like that, that's not really exciting. I mean, I don't know. Everyone has their own personal preference. But what I like to look at is those big things that are going to impact your costs, right? So first off, before you even negotiate with a person, you should have an existing budget that you've already built out, that you already come in knowing your numbers and you want to negotiate to or under your desired totals, taking into account those taxes and fees as well. Because I have seen people who are just looking at what the cost of the food and beverage minimum was, but they were not accounting for taxes and fees. And that ended up being thousands of dollars over 
or, or in addition to which they were not counting for and that put them over budget. So you want to make sure that you are factoring and negotiating these things based off of your budget and what um, and ensuring that you're looking at that total out the door cost that includes those taxes and fees and gratuities that may be assessed. And they should clearly specify what those percentages are in the contract that you're negotiating. So an example of how you can focus on these bottom line figures is you are um, maybe looking at a, a room rental rate for, for a property. Um, maybe you are asking them to waive your your room rate because you want to increase your food and beverage because you noticed on your budget you were already accounting for more in your food and beverage anyway, right? That is a bargaining chip that you can utilize because you knew your numbers, right? Or maybe if you are happy with some of the other areas that they presented to you, the rates are good. Maybe you're looking at some other things like concessions that you want to spell out in the contract. Now, this is something I want you to take note of as you are looking at any contract, the venue concessions is the area where they are, um, at highlighting things that are not standard, right? So your concessions area may say that you will have and, and things you could ask for is like complimentary meeting room Wi-Fi. Maybe it's a room upgrade based off of booking X amount of rooms um, out of your total room block. Maybe it's a discount on spa services. Maybe it's complimentary uh, staging or maybe it is those color linens that I talked about earlier. Whatever it is, these may be items that the venue already has on site and you want to add them onto the contract as a concession, something that is special and not standard, but you will need to remember to hold them accountable for what is in this area after you negotiated it. Please don't forget about your concessions because those are, are, are things that you worked in this negotiation process to get and you want to make sure that you can see that and your your um, guests get the opportunity to experience that. Another area is to leverage other proposals. So big rule of thumb for us at BCARL Events, we like to have at least three quotes for any provider that is that is um, that we are negotiating with. And that is so that we can look at similarities and differences within each of the vendors or the venue or what have you. And that is beneficial because now you can speak to uh, one person and utilize the other contract to kind of counter or give example of something that someone else is doing for you. And the goal essentially is um, you're not expecting them to completely match the contract. Um, That probably won't be the case. But if you already kind of have a scoring sheet and I can talk about um, uh, how we do utilize our metrics and our checklist to compare vendors on a different episode. But if you're looking at them and you already have maybe a photographer who is scoring a little higher than the others, but you see that a competitor or another quote that you're looking at that has a photographer offers something special, you can always ask them for that. And, and that is a way to negotiate the contract. Again, we want to ensure that we keep our professional relationships intact as we are negotiating, but it is worth asking. Again, you will not get 100% of the things that you don't ask for, right? So averaging, having multiple quotes, I think is always a huge, huge Uh, benefit when you are negotiating contracts. The last thing that I will leave you with is be okay with walking away. I'm gonna say that again and let it sink in. 
be okay with walking away. And I think it's because a lot of times people get emotionally attached to this event happening in this specific place and they want to make emotional decisions and contracts are business agreements. This is not the time to let your emotions creep in because you need to, again, go back to the first point, which is coming in from a position of power and power in this negotiation means that you know when to walk away. If the negotiation isn't going well if they are not being flexible and if the contract does not make sense for your budget or your strategy you absolutely need to back away and say no thank you respectfully right so those are the five tips that I have as it relates to negotiating your contract Carmen thank you so much for that question I'm excited to see what other con what other questions you guys have regarding contracts and negotiations maybe this is something that we could even do a special course or program on to help you guys feel really confident in this let us know at be carol events on instagram but if you have a question that you want to have featured in our q a i invite you to use that link in the show notes so that you can submit your question that is all for today i hope that each of you have an epic day who is ready to join a intimate, smart community of ethical marketers using one of the most robust and affordable tools on the market today? I'm talking about FG Funnels. Put simply, tools plus strategy plus support equals a sustainable system that grows with you. FG Funnels does this with their all-in-one system that has five key foundational components that all businesses need. I'm talking CRM, calendar scheduler, website, funnels, membership portal, and even messaging capabilities for email, text, phone, and more. It replaces HubSpot, Salesforce, Calendly, Acuity, ClickFunnels, Kajabi, Squarespace, Teachable, ActiveCampaign, ConvertKit, and yes, even Community. I was thrilled to cancel all of these subscriptions to save me time and cut my overhead budget in half. I made the switch because I love supporting female founded brands and this is the only tool that allows me to host multiple domains under one subscription. And did I mention I can automate some of my heart's desire? Thank you, Julian, Kathy. This is an incredible system and your culture is one that this black woman owned business can definitely get behind. I haven't even used this tool to its fullest extent, but you know what? I know that I can because it has support with their how to FG funnels university and quick responding team that'll allow me to delegate my idea to my team that doesn't even have to be that tech savvy for them to get things up and running. If you are thinking about up leveling your systems and you need a platform that offers unlimited everything, plus beautifully designed templates backed by proven sales psychology. Listen, I invite you to make the FG funnels switch. Check out the link in the show notes so that you can make the switch today. Thank you for listening to the Epic Event Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, drop a review or share with a friend. This has been a B. Carol Events Podcast. For more, head to www.bcarolevents.com slash podcast.